Welcome to episode 81 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. We're here to talk about book news, author news, and literary news. All sorts of stuff. Also, I don't like our little picture that we have for the uh, podcast anymore. Really? That the picture of the library. Picture of the library. Yeah. I gotta change yeah, it's it, man. Dated. It's dated. What? Yeah, it's dated. Well, let's update it. Yeah. Well, let's update it. I don't know what, though. I'm excited. Any, any hey. ideas? Uh, No. Okay, what if we built a Just wall? Just a picture of them. <laughs> a wall. Well, who's going to pay for it, books. though? Oh, a wall of books. Over, and oh, okay. we just yell at each other over it about That'd be the fun. books we're reading? Yeah. Maybe I have a megaphone. Could we animate it with, like, Flash or something? Yeah, and, That'd like, be... we're throwing books over, That'd but it's so the same cute. repetitive loop of the same book going over. Listen, I had a, I had a fun experience uh, the other Wednesday evening that I thought I'd share with you and our listeners. Was I was, I was driving right? back from Advocacy Day uh, down, which I want to talk about Advocacy Day, too, but... Baby steps. First okay, first. sure. Driving back from STLS headquarters in Painted Post, it's about 9.30 on a Wednesday night. I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm like, gosh, that DJ sounds a lot like Eric. And then I realized I was listening to hey. all the books all right. on the Angelica radio yeah. station, 92.7. Yeah. I'd never actually like heard it on the radio before. Hold on, hold on. So it was exciting. Next up, Bruce Springsteen's yeah. Born to Run. All right, and what do we have coming up for the new release here, Eric? Yeah, so now oh, we're... So no, no, I didn't nothing. have anything. Okay. No, I didn't wow. know you were going to keep going. Wow, that was I was amazing. just doing one bit of sizzle. Amazing ball drop for the, right uh, there. Was awful. In case somebody turns in anyway. right at that moment, they're like, oh, sweet, Bruce Springsteen's born to run. And so, then they hear you, yeah. and like, what? No. Yeah, I know. So it was exciting for me to hear yeah. it. But also, a good reminder to our listeners, uh, if you're driving around, mm-hmm. or if you're in the comfort of your own home... We're on VH1. Wednesday ni- no, no. Wednesday oh. nights, the Angelica radio station has us at 9 o'clock. Every, 92.7. Every so. Friday, HBO. Thanks, Angelica. 10 o'clock. Pals. Yeah. Us. One of our... One Are we of not our, on HBO anymore? No, we're not. One of our colleagues from the Angelica radio station, Miss Emma Time, is coming back to the auditorium one month from now. Mm-hmm. So you, you nice. can listen to her then. Anyway. Colleague. Yes. That's I don't right. think she'd appreciate us being like, we're equal. She also has her own radio show. Yeah, but she's a musician. You. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. So. Um, I also want to mention, a few episodes back, we talked about Barnes & Noble's Discover Awards. Uh, they listed their um, their choices for like the up-and-coming authors of books published in the previous year. So we went over some of the uh, nominated books. They've selected their winners, so I want to give you a quick shout-out here. Uh, a winner for fiction, The Lightkeepers by Abby Jenny. A young woman finds herself surrounded by an unreliable cast of characters on a remote archipelago <laughs> and caught in a murder mystery. How did you just say that island word? Archipelago. It's archipelago. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I haven't had to say that word since fourth grade, yeah. and I just powered right through. Thanks for keeping me honest. <laughs> no problem. Abby Jenny's sense of place and haunting narrative voice reminded us of Ewan Ivey's best-selling Discover pick, The Snow Child, and 2014 Discover Award winner fiction, All the Birds Singing by Evie Wilde. So again, oh. the winner for, and, and the Discovery Awards are, again, upcoming new yeah. writers here. Uh, the Light Keepers by Abby Jenny wins for, wins for fiction. Nice. Winner for nonfiction, Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City by Matthew Desmond. Desmond. How is it again? Ar- Arca- Ar- 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 Archipelago. Archipelago. Okay, that's not in this one, but I <laughs> okay. for future reference. Yeah. Uh, anyway, by uh, like Adrian Nickel McBlanks, <laughs> like Adrian Nickel LeBlanc's Random uh. Family, or Alex Kultowitz, There Are No Children Here, Matthew Desmond's reportage put human faces on a modern American crisis Ooh. and kept us reading late into the night by presenting a mix of thought-provoking analysis mm-hmm. and Americans telling their own deeply resonant stories about systematic systemic poverty. Boy, yeah. we're like switching places Sometimes today. Sometimes I do crazy. an art show, yeah. and uh, the theme of the art show is I put human faces on plants. Oh. 
And so... Like googly eyes. Yeah, like googly oh, okay, eyes. Okay, good. All right. But they're more like faces. Yes. With, with the eyes cut out. Sure. That's creepy. So, yeah, well, they're on plants. All right, well, congratulations <laughs> again to the winners, again, for yeah. fiction, The Light Keepers, Abby, Jenny, yeah. and nonfiction, Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American <laughs> City by Matthew Desmond. And as always, you can check these out from your local library. Yeah, I haven't heard of those before, so the well, Discoverer... They're, yeah, it, they discovered. It's, yeah. it's a discovery for you. Yeah. So that's great. Some lost archipelago. Yeah, thank you. All right, so let's... Uh, you think somebody's like, oh, it's archipelago. Yeah, probably. Probably <laughs> that many syllables. Yeah. Well, lost. let's talk about what we've been reading and watching. Because I, I, I hit some big movies this weekend, so we'll talk about those Braggart. as well. So uh, what about you, buddy? What do you got? Uh, I started reading Gateway Okay. Frederick Pohl. Yeah. I think it is. I don't have the book with me. I can't remember the author. It's a Hugo okay. winner. I've been meaning to read it. I needed something to read, so I just grabbed it off my bookshelf. Nice. Uh, wow, what freedom you must yeah, have. That's what, great. Yeah. So <laughs> I need to start reading Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli. Never read it. It's a juvenile book. It's a kid's book. Won a bunch of awards, but we're doing it for a book club at a school. So I need to read it now. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to love it. Speaking, but we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of, of going into schools, Eric, our new like, children's librarian, Miss Kate, and I all went to the elementary school on Dr. Seuss's birthday, yeah. and we read some books How to the classes. How come I'm not Mr. Eric? You can be Mr. Eric no, if you I'm want. Fine. Just call me Eric. All right, Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric is Mr. my Eric. father. Mr. Eric read. <laughs> Mr. Eric read the Lorax. I sure did. I'm not sure what Kate read. I know she read Seuss, but I don't know what. Uh, she was reading the pre-K. I read to first grade, and I read a couple different ones. But okay. I think they like best. Um, Would you rather be a bullfrog yeah. by Dr. Seuss? No, I wouldn't. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. I always like to do that. So we're always glad to go yeah. to the schools and do that. So that was tons of fun. Okay. All right. So so I can't tell you anything about Gateway because I'm only like 30 pages in. I'm okay. not entirely sure. I did just read this book. I brought it up so you could see it. Thank it's you. It's called Richard Stark's Parker, uh-huh. The Hunter, by Darwin Cook. Are you familiar with the name Richard Stark? No. He wrote a uh, crime series in the 60s, and apparently they're very popular, maybe award-winning and everything. Huh. Well, let me pass it on to you. Thank it's very you. pulpy. So it's a graphic uh, novel. Yeah, it's a graphic oh. novel. He's, uh, well, he's adapting Darwin, the Darwin crime Cook stories. Darwin perfect, right. perfect one for that. So uh, hmm. it was pretty good. It's kind of dark. Uh, <sighs> Is this, was this YA? No. Okay. No. It's like IDW. Uh, oh, that looks exciting. Should I read it? Are you recommending yeah, it? I'm recommending it okay. to you. I think you like it. Um, I just was wondering if you had ever heard of Richard Stark before. No. So no, it didn't ring any bells. The character Parker is popular in like the crime a series. Big deal. Ed Brubaker okay. says so. Okay. And he wrote a series called Criminal. Well, I've got so no if reason, anybody knows, no reason to doubt him. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? No. You don't want to talk about what we both saw Logan. Oh yeah. Separately. Yes, that's true. But we both saw it. Yeah, you saw and it with a, a small child. It was yes, it was very <laughs> upsetting. Logan, of course, the latest, uh, latest and last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie. Do you yeah. need Kleenex? Yeah, just pass, can you pass those over. I didn't I'm fine. To, I didn't mean to say it. Uh, yeah, uh, rated R, a lot yeah. of violence, and there was uh, like a two-year-old child several right behind seats you. behind us. Yeah. So it was very upsetting. Yeah, but he's like, why is the, that man turning the other man the into movie, spaghetti? The movie was very good. Yes, the movie was very good. Yeah, I can't really tell. There were no emotional. kids. In. A lot of violence. Definitely, yeah. definitely went for the R. Yeah. It was not a. It was not a. Yeah, I guess that was an R. It was yeah. an all-out R-rated yeah. movie. So, yeah, pretty good stuff though. I, I think Hugh Jackman was very good in it. Patrick Stewart, whole cast. Hugh Jackman has been good, good in every movie, even the crappy. You've ex- seen. You've seen Kate and Leopold. Oh, I don't mean every movie oh, okay. he's been in. Right. I mean good. he's he's good you, in every. Have Wolverine. you seen the movie Australia with him in the? No, Kate I mean ben. every movie he's Wolverine. Ooh. He's always good. That's five hours of my life. I'll never get back. Yeah, we've we've burned Australia before. Ah, uh, terrible. So terrible. They, movie. But they're both Australian. My apologies to your wife who loves that movie. But my apologies for I anyone who it. saw Australia. I hate it. Yeah. 
Well, that would be just four so, or five people, yeah. so it's not that. Big I'm saying deal. Hugh Jackman was good even in X Men Origins Wolverine, which yeah. is a bad movie, yeah. but he's still like all in yeah. and good. Yes, he he's committed. So. I don't hate that movie like you do, but we don't have to get into it now. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, do you want me to tell you every way in which it's bad and every way it could have been good? I think I speak for the world when I say no. I don't. I don't <laughs> want that. Um, I watched The Edge of Seventeen. Haley Steinfeld, like Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was great in that. Okay. I don't know why you're singing that. It's called The Edge of Seventeen. That makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. But it was a really good movie. So we have that in our collection. I just returned it today, so you can check it out. We also watched Moonlight, which nobody told Faye Dunaway, but it won the Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. So Paul Bettany I, had an idea. He had an idea. Yeah, he, he had an inclination. Wow, Paul Bettany, just from his house. Wait. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Who's Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany is uh, like the voice of Vision. Oh, right, right. In, Priest uh, and yeah, Legion. Wimbledon. Those other things. Yep. Beautiful what Mind. What is Paul Bettany in? It's just a Beautiful I, Mind. Beautiful Mind. Yes, there that's a go. good one. He's a good actor. So. Not involved in this at all. He <laughs> might have thought, he might have had an inclination. Yeah, that, too. He's like, Moonlight oh, was I don't win. know. But I got to say, I was very impressed with Moonlight. Good. The, just everything about it. Like, just the, the script, the directing, the performances. I loved the music, which won a Grammy. Yeah. So Those are the things about the movie, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was really strong. I thought it yeah. was deserving of, of Best Picture. I hadn't seen it before, so yeah. you know how I knew next to nothing about it. But The, um, uh, the guy who plays the main character is Mentor. The one who yeah. won Best Supporting yeah. Actor. He's in Luke Cage. Yeah. So I know him from, I can't think Luke of, Mahershala something. I can't remember his last name. But I know him way back from the, the days of the 4400s. You ever see that show? Oh, no. On USA? A long time ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was way into that show. And he was uh, like, it was an ensemble yeah. show, but he was right up there. But uh, Anyway, I recommend Moonlight. Check okay. it out. So we will have it in the collection. Do you recommend right? Engine 17? Not back yet. Yeah. Depressing? Yeah. Just no. dark, dark humor. Mm, not really. Really? I wouldn't oh, well, say particularly the, dark. I saw that the trailer. It looked kind of like it had some dark humor. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's character, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, I started watching Legion. It's only four episodes in. Uh-huh. We've watched them all. That's the FX. That's the FX. Marvel show. Uh, X-Men related X-Men show. X-Men related Legion show. is a character in the comics. He has schizophrenia, but he's also one of the most powerful psychics. Mm. And so um, I don't know which way the show's going to go. I don't know if they're going to... If they're saying all the voices he hears are just his power, okay, or if he's going to have the multiple personalities, um, and in the comics, each personality has a different power. Diff- Ooh, that's so uh, that's it, it hasn't really gone that direction yet. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe they'll like build up to that. Yeah. But so far, it's really good. The it's very visual. Uh, uh, I always say Aubrey, but it's not Aubrey Plaza. It, oh, it is Aubrey Plaza. Okay. Not Audrey Plaza. It's Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's in it. And she's not doing her normal like low emote, really uh, blank state. No, wow. she's she's like in it. Interesting. So it was kind of it's kind of strange. Well, now I definitely have to see that. Yeah. So I think it's only going to be eight episodes. Okay. So halfway there. Okay. So living on a prayer. Yeah. Bon Jovi. I don't get the it. Bon Jovi song. Oh yeah, living okay. on a prayer. Yeah. It's called Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, let's, let's move on. So that's it for your bookmark. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I'm i sort of still reading all the things that I was reading before, but I finished uh, a quartet of graphic novels. So I'll tell you briefly, a quartet. Ab- briefly about those. Okay. Here's one, uh, a couple that you'll laugh at. Here's the first one that you'll laugh at. Uh-huh. I read Superman Returns, the graphic novelization. Didn't know it existed. Found it in a thrift store. It was not great. Yeah. Not a good adaptation, but the second half of it was just these like obscure, standalone, uncollected Superman stories, mm-hmm. and those were really good. 
So it's worth, I mean, if you're not a fan of Superman Returns, you can Superman just read the Returns second half. Superman Returns came out the stuff. same year as X-Men 3. Oh, okay. I should just, I don't know That's why That's right, because it. Brian Singer jumped ship yeah. to, for Superman Returns. Uh, do you realize, going back to Logan, but also because of Superman Returns, yeah. made me think about it, that in the time that Hugh Jackman has played Wolverine, in the 17 years yeah. he's played this character, we have had two Supermen, yeah. two Batmans, uh-huh. three Hulks, uh-huh. three Spider-Men, yeah. That's, that's it. Several presidents four, as well. Four different presidents. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of like all the different characters that have been rebooted or recast. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hugh Jackson's just been cashing checks yeah. and doing... Just, just eating boiled, boiled chicken and chin-ups. Yeah. So, I mean, even it. at this point, yeah. like, you know, Marvel's been pretty good about keeping Robert Downey Jr., yeah. but like, how, how's he going to catch up? Yeah. 17 Impossible. years. That's almost two decades. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is o- only cra- only Roger Moore, I think, yeah. can even get close to that record. With it's it's nuts to think James like movies. three Hulks. Yeah. Like in it's it's crazy to think we've had three different people as Hulks yeah. in less than two decades. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, is that how you measure time? In uh, Hulks? Hulks. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was in the second Hulk. Yeah, the era of the second Hulk. Yeah, uh, and so that was fine. But I'm not going to recommend that strongly. I read okay. volume ten of the ongoing Star Trek series, which we have here in the collection. Sure do. Last volume I really you loved. Had ten volumes of this volume was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like yeah. it was fun, but it was nothing to write home about. Huh. Here's a weird one, and I kind of want you to read it just so we can talk about it because I'm the first to admit that I don't get what they're going for with this book. Snot Girl Ooh. by Brian Lee O'Malley. Oh, gross. Author of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Author of I'm, Seconds. I'm familiar. Author of Lost at Sea. Okay. So I love Scott Pilgrim. Not so much Lost at Sea. Seconds uh-huh. is weird, but uh-huh. cool. Snot Girl is this sort of like noir. I, I don't even know. Is like she snotty? Just, yeah. Does she, she, has, snot she, has aller- she has allergy issues. It's not like a main focus. I don't gross. know why they chose that. I think it's really going to hurt them in sales that it's called Snot Girl because... Yeah. Even like loving that author as much as I do, based pretty yeah. much on Scott Pilgrim. I'm not reading it. Yeah, if that's I, what you're pointing out. You're not going to read it. It sounds gross. Okay. Well, it's not about snot, but so gross. I know that's what I'm saying. There was a character I don't know why they in, went uh, for this. It's so strange. In the comic book series Wolverine and the X Men, and they were like treating these like mutants that had like sad kind of powers, yeah. and one of them had like super snot. That's when he sneezed. That's horrific. It would like trap the people in it. So I'm. That's really gross. So I'm not recommending. Sorry. I'm not recommending Snot Girl. But mm-hmm. listeners, like, if somebody else has read this and can but, explain it to me, yeah. please find us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook, David. But Hell, all the Book Library, Show let is, us know. is pro snot. It helps keep uh, particles out of your nostrils. Well, sure. It. Uh, that might be it. That's all you got. I, I can't think of anything okay. else. Okay. Well, it can also be a major inconvenience. Yeah, so it can be embarrassing. Just, on a date. I just want to be fair. I want to look at both yeah. sides. So anyway, so you're anti snot now. I'm well. What about earwax? How do you I, feel about that? This is getting so gross. I don't want to. <laughs> so I can't. I can't recommend yeah. Snot Girl, but I'm intrigued by it yeah. and probably enough to read Volume Two because wow. there's this weird mystery going through it. And Snot Girl Two, Electric Boogerloo. Yeah, and I. <laughs> you're welcome. Horrible. Boogaloo! Uh, horrible. It was great. So I am I'm intrigued enough to like want to know what is going on with yeah. this like weird subplot, but not a strong start. Okay. Finally, this is a strong start. I read Wonder Woman Volume One, The Lies. So this is the first Wonder oh. Woman volume uh, in the Rebirth era. Rebirth, which is a new I I don't know kind of a reboot. A of new fifty two of sorts, basically. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it was probably. I feel like maybe the my favorite Wonder Woman thing that I've read would be Grant Morrison's Earth One, which I know you don't like. It's fine. I know I didn't like it. Okay. But 
I think for like a, not just a standalone thing, like for an ongoing series, I think this is probably the best Wonder Woman that I've read. More than that, uh, who is Diana Prince or who is Wonder, where is yeah, Wonder Woman? I wasn't wild about that. That was so fun though. Yeah, oh, but, that it, guy showed but up? it petered out so quickly. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah. could this one. And it wasn't even Diana. I mean, it was Donna Troy. But we you don't love have, Donna Troy. I do, but we don't have <laughs> we don't have to get deep into this. Okay. But uh, I would recommend. We'll, the we'll new save it for. When Wonder Woman the movie comes out, we we'll should do, do our top I, we five Wonder, do Wonder Woman. We should do a Wonder comics. Woman. I'm I'm in. I know you're joking, right. but I'll do it. Have you read? Do you have you read five Wonder oh, Woman sure. comics that you love? That I love? Yeah, that no. you can bring up. No, I've read a lot of Wonder Woman comic books. Yeah, and they've always been kind of like hit and miss. Yeah, the comics are her solo stuff is always so hard to like. I think that yeah, keep they an really ongoing have story. They really have trouble writing her. Yeah, well, the, I feel like they always feel like they have to service the character in a way that like honors the fact that she is like the number one female superhero yeah. in the world but at the same time like sometimes you she's too high on a pedestal and you can't yeah. write like a story yeah i don't know it's she, like it like most dc characters i'm sure she would be best served by a lot of like standalone out of continuity yes. stories yes. i agree well that's probably why i like earth one so much yeah just its own thing you don't have to worry about anything yeah. else uh so that's that's what i read for those uh i'm still reading through the nest for our uh contemporary classics book and how club. do you say this last name cynthia dupree sweeney yeah Thank i've been you. saying uh Diaprix yeah every freaking week on yep. this episode oh, cynthia well. archipelago yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's fine. I don't. I'm not really into it. It's uh, like whatever. It's it's not funny. It's not making. No. It's not tickling your funny bone. No, I don't think it's funny at all. I oh, yeah. I thought that it was going to be funny too, but and it was. I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested in what the group says because it's not doing it for me. Okay. Still reading Back Blast by Mark Greeny. Uh, still good. Have you finished it's that just, already? I'm sorry. Well, I keep splitting my time. Yeah. And then I also picked up Portraits of Courage, right. uh, George W. Bush's book right. about painting like right. wounded veterans. Yeah. And but you're trying to finish Fart Blast first. Back Blast. But um, <laughs> Portraits of Courage, is, is it's just such an odd thing to do, you yeah. know? I mean, it's not uncommon for a former president to go and like do write stuff. nonfiction books. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of what they do right the only one to ever write a fiction book is jimmy carter yeah and then this is definitely the only one to like put out essentially an art book yeah of like amateur paintings but yeah. it's really effective because he has like personal if, stories if about all of them like, president of the united states yeah do you still have to classify yourself as an amateur anything i think so really yeah okay you couldn't just say like oh i'm i'm a painter yeah. Because I used to lead the free world. I guess you could. Yeah. I guess you could. It wouldn't work so well if you were like, oh, I'm a cardiologist. Sure. You know what I mean? But you also wouldn't say you're an it. amateur cardiologist. <laughs> a hobbyist. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what it is, it's basically, it's a picture and then about a page, uh, right. like sort of a personal story. But I think it it it's working really well to just kind of point out some issues that yeah. we have and, and to put a spotlight on things that, that yeah. we don't often talk about. So, uh, you know, Whoever whatever, whatever was... you think of... of George W. Bush. Yeah. I, I think it's a well, good. Whoever thought we'd it's be a good work back that he's doing, right? George W. Bush. Yeah. Um, how's that Jimmy Carter book? I haven't read it. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought if I know, out of any book, you yeah. would have picked up a the only president's fiction book, Jimmy Carter's fiction yeah. book. I know. Yeah. What if it's like how he got through? He told a lot of like government secrets oh, in that book. Yeah. He's like, yeah. it's all code names and yeah. different names. And yeah. Then you get like, oh wait. <laughs> He's saying there are aliens in the White House. And that, that amazing president, President Johnny Connor. <laughs> yep. Save the world. Save the, save the free world with this <laughs> peanut farm. I, I mean, macadamia nut farm. <laughs> yeah. 
But of course, in the book, it actually says, I mean. Yeah, it does. It's crossed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hornet's Nest, by the way, is what that book's called. Okay. If you yeah. want to read it. Yeah. So, oh, I read fell it. into a hornet's read nest again. Both like. literally and metaphorically. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading those three books. Yeah. And I have more graphic novels okay. to read and more book books to read. Okay. Book books. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk book news. Sure. Uh, before we get into our advanced notices, I want to take a minute to uh, talk about Advocacy Day. Okay. So this past Wednesday was Advocacy Day. So we, uh, me, uh, Katura, who works here with us, um, several other SCLS librarians, me? including, no, not you, uh, including a couple of, of my predecessors, Michelle Lavoie, now from the Olean Library, uh, Brian Hildreth. How did you just the, say Michelle? The head of the, uh, what? You said Michelle funny there. I don't I think wish so. I could play. I wish I could go back and let you listen to it right now, but you were like, okay. Michelle <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for killing the momentum of my story. But Michelle <laughs> and Brian were both there, uh, both former directors of the Howe Library and several other SDLS librarians. We hopped on a bus uh, before six in the morning, rode all the way to Albany, and then just went around talking to all of our reps, basically, uh-huh. and just advocating for library funds mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the governor's proposed uh, 4% cut would just be sort of devastating to mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that, that we rely on. So we just wanted to go and uh, talk to our reps and say, you know, please, please fight this. We Libraries are already underfunded, so to, to have a cut is, is pretty much terrible i mean even even if it was the same as last year like that's yeah. still lower than it should be and certainly not where it needs to be so um my backup anyway. plan is to go work at a zoo is it but zoos aren't okay doing so hot now either well it was nice to be it was nice to be with a bunch of other librarians like all sharing our same concerns you know it's always nice to to be reminded that there's other people you know doing the same kinds of things we are mm-hmm. um and it was just, I mean, I'd never been to the Capitol before, so I enjoyed that part of it. I mean, that was nice to go around and see everything. Nice to, like, be face-to-face with our reps and right. express our concerns, talk about some of the good things we're doing and how, you know, <laughs> continuing the funding allows us to continue these programs that are uh, really valuable for our community and really can't be duplicated uh, by other organizations. I mean, we, we're in a unique position, and, and uh, I think they were receptive. I think all, all of our local reps are pretty rep- are pretty on our side and, and see the value in libraries. Mm. So hopefully they can take that and, and champion that and, and get this uh, not to pass. But all in all, it was, a, it was a good day. It was a rewarding day. It was a long day. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I did it, and it was, uh, I, I, I hope, successful. I think successful. They, like I said, they seem receptive. So yeah. worth it. Long day. Mm-hmm. I think you should answer the question we're all wondering. Did you get to watch a movie on the bus? No, there were TVs, but we didn't watch a movie. Lame. I read Superman Returns, the uh, right. yeah, Star Trek Ten. Yeah. You could have watched Superman Returns. I could have, yeah. yeah. You would have been trip. the only one asking for that on <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> all the other librarians like, nerd, turn it off, nerd <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right, must well, let's be more than this provincial life. That's Beauty the Beast. I can't. That's you singing. I can't it. do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't do it again. So, that it comes out thing. in two weeks, man. Are you gonna go see it? Probably not. Beauty and the Beast. I might see it someday. I was more excited for it earlier, but the more I see trailer wise, the more I'm like, this is literally just shot for shot. I know the animated, and yeah. I guess like that's what you think you want until you have it. And you're like, I never, no, I don't I never want, thought that I wanted that. I don't want shot for shot. Yeah. I guess I like the Jungle Book a lot, but it was so different. Yeah. While also, yeah. Even, yeah. Know. Well, I think that's the successful way to do it. Like, yeah. have lots of nods and things, but to just remake an already great yeah. movie. 
Yeah. And I think nominated it, for an Academy Award, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. The original. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no reason. But. I know. Okay. So, I don't so know. So, no, I'm not particularly excited about this. Okay. What about Kong Skull Island? I do want to see Kong Skull Super Island. Super exciting. Yeah, after, that looks fun. after the emotions that Logan tore through me, like yeah. adamantium claws in my heart, yeah. uh, I'm ready for just a giant gorilla a, a giant. beating the crap out of helicopters. Sure, yeah. So Yeah, that sounds fun. Oh, man, I'm bleeding again. You gotta be careful. I know. I'm always just picking at stuff. Yeah, don't do that. So. Don't do that. All hey, right, get on with the... Thanks for being super gross. Advanced so, notices. You're up first. Tell us what, I'm up first? Yeah, tell us what we got oh, this no, very week. Advanced notices. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got The Hollywood Daughter by Kate Alcott. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. These are the books that are coming out March 7, 2017. Okay. Uh, in 1950, Ingrid Bergman, already a major star after movies like Casablanca and Joan of Arc, two films Nick has never seen, has a baby. No, out I've of... seen Joan of Arc. The black and white one? Yeah. Oh. You have? Yes. When? High school. Wow. Okay. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Accepted. <laughs> has a baby out of wedlock with her Italian lover, film director Roberto Rossellini. Previously held up as an icon of purity, Bergman's fall shocked her legions of american fans so uh growing up in hollywood jessica malloy watches as her pr executive father helps make ingram a star okay so it's like through the eyes of okay. another anyway you like ingram bergman sure. stories i probably don't want to read this book but okay what about the price of illusion a memoir by joan juliet buck I don't know who this is. Do you mm-hmm. recognize that? No. She's the former editor-in-chief of Paris Vogue. Oh, yeah. Oh, now you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, this is a uh, dazzling, compulsively readable memoir. It's a fabulous account of four decades spent in the creative heart of London, New York, L.A., and Paris. Wow. You've got The Roanoke Girls by Amy Engel. Does that mean they're going to just go missing with no explanation? Mm. Like The uh, Roanoke Colony? Let's see. Because if not, that's a misleading title. After her mother's suicide, 15-year-old Lane Roanoke came to live with her grandparents and fireball cousin, Allegra, on their vast estate in rural Kansas. Lane knew little of her mother's mysterious family, but she quickly embraced life as one of the rich and beautiful Roanoke girls. But when she discovers the dark truth at the heart of the family, she ran fast and far away. So she did disappear. I guess so. The Stranger in the Woods. Like Roanoke. The extraordinary story of the last true hermit. The colony. Many people dream of escaping modern life, Nick. You're not one of them. But most will never act on it. I'm not? This is the remarkable true story of a man who lived alone in the woods of Maine for 27 years, making this dream a reality. Not out of anger at the world, but simply because he preferred to live on his own. Yeah. Probably because he was angry at the world. Yeah. So, The Stranger in the Woods by Michael Finkel. Uh... The Whole Art of Detection, Lost Mysteries of Sherlock Holmes by Lindsay Fay. Okay. What do you think makes up the whole art of detection? I don't know. Okay. Is this another Sherlock Holmes thing? I, I just said it's the Lost Mysteries of Sherlock Holmes. Looks like Nick, ha- uh, he, he doesn't have detection. He's not good at I'm it. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so done with this. Uh, Fay's best Holmes tale, so, including uh, two new wanna... works are brought together. Okay, so... I'm also going to start writing Sherlock Holmes books. Yeah. You think we might should? What if it's... It's not okay, nearly enough. Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because I don't want a listener to steal. Yeah. Sherlock in space. Well, I might I might check back. All right. 
I noticed you had some red dust on your boot, meaning you just visited the Martian colony. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. That's all. Most people will be able to pick up on that. Uh-huh. Uh, Two Good Dogs by Susan Wilson. Two Good Dogs. Uh, the cover is a lake, just uh, mm-hmm. two dogs looking out at the lake. Okay. Single mom Sky Mitchell has sunk her last dime into a dream, owning the venerable, if rundown, Lakeview Hotel in the Berkshire, Berkshire, ah, Berkshire Hills. It's here when she believes she'll give up, uh, she'll give her 14-year-old daughter Cody a better life. Okay. Being an innkeeper is more challenging than she imagined, and Cody still manages to fall in the wrong crowd. In addition, Cody's keeping an earth-shattering secret that she's terrified to reveal. The once-loving open girl has now become completely withdrawn, and Sky is both desperate and helpless to, helpless to reach her. I don't. Where do the dogs come in? When Adam March and his pit bull Chance, Chance. There we go. From Homeward Bound? Yeah, I guess so. Homeward Bound 2, The Incredible Check Journey? Check into the hotel. It no, becomes, Lost in San Francisco. That's two. Yeah. All right. Becomes the first of many visits. Here in these peaceful mountains, he finds an unexpected relief for him, from his bereavement. Ooh. He and the beleaguered innkeeper form a tenant. Not enough dog stuff going on. By and then Nicholas there is Sparks. Mingo, a street kid with a pit bull dog of his own. When Cody discovers an overdosed Mingo, Adam mm-hmm. takes the boy's dog, not just mm-hmm. for safekeeping, but to foster and then rehome. The dog isn't the only one who needs saving. Gosh, don't call this two good dogs and literally have nothing about the dogs. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. All right. Burials, a Faye Longchamp mystery by Mary Anna Evans. Okay. Familiar with that author? No. Okay. Moving on then. Dangerous Games by Danielle Steele. Familiar with that author? Mm, Danielle Steele. Mm-hmm. She's new. To the scene, yes. Yeah, fresh, fresh yeah. face right on the scene. Uh, television correspondent... Alex Phillips dodges bullets and breaks rules to bring the most important news <laughs> to the world. He sounds awesome. From rides in America to protests on the streets of Tenron. Oh, yeah. With her daughter. Oh, Ooh, don't you feel like a sexist jerk now? Alex is a woman. Oh. Yep. This is one of those moments now where you're like, it's just earth shattering for we you. We all yeah. learned something. With her daughter today. in college and working alongside cameraman Ben Chapman, a deeply private ex Navy SEAL who's now a cameraman. Wow. Alex reveals revels in the risk in whirlwinds pace of her work but her latest assignment puts her in the center of an explosive story that will reshape many lives including her own uh-oh here we go investigating damning allegations involving the vice president of the united states tony clark oh no yeah that's that's big right. business exit west yeah. by uh mosin hamid mm-hmm. i wasn't actually gonna like i didn't really know what this is about but i just read a review that gave this an a plus wow uh it's about um uh immigration it's about somebody immigrating from another country okay exit west falls the remarkable characters as they emerge into an alien and uncertain future struggling to hold on to each other to their past to the very sense of who they are profound profoundly intimate and powerful inventive uh it tells an unforgettable story of love loyalty and courage that is both completely of our time and for all time all those things are great yeah so uh, he wrote The Reluctant Fundamentalist. I, okay. I recognize that title. All right. But I can't remember why. I No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, dynastic, bombastic, fantastic. Wow. Reggie, Roly, Catfish, and Charlie Finley swinging A's. I don't like this. Jason Tubo. This is about the Oakland A's of the 1970s. Okay. You don't like dynastic, bombastic, fantastic? No, I don't like Reggie, whatever. Roly, no. Catfish, and Charlie Finley swinging no, A's? No, I don't like that. You're crazy. Are you dead yeah. inside? Maybe. Uh, Lennon's roller coaster. Okay, John not, Lennon. Not John Lennon's roller coaster. Uh, Yoko Lennon. Ono Lennon. No. Oh, Sean Lennon. No. Julian Lennon. 
How many Lennons do you know? Cynthia Lennon. Are these all just John Lennon's kids at this point? Couple of kids, couple of wives. <laughs> okay. No, it's uh, I think it's the Lennon. You, I think you know which Lennon this Vladimir. is. Vladimir. Vladimir Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, a novel of espionage uh-huh. during the First World War. Okay. What was Russia doing in World War One? My World War One knowledge is nil. Well, up to no good. I'll tell you that. Winter 1917. Mm-hmm. As, ge- as a generation of Europe's young men's perish on the eastern and western front, British spry Jack McColl is assigned a sabotage mission deep in Central Asia, where German influence is strong. Wow. You gonna read this? So this is Vladimir Lenin, not, not John Lennon. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Quicksand! Written by Marilyn Pearson... G- I don't know. G- I, I can't see your screen. Gilito? G- no. Gilito, Nick? Sure. All right. Quicksand is an incisive. Hmm. It's a courtroom thriller, Nick. Our, and a pro- drama our that producer's raises... saying speed it up. All right. <laughs> Roger? No, not Roger. No, I don't know what he's saying. Okay. Uh, and a drama that raises questions about the nature of love, the oh. disaster side effects of guilt, and yeah. the function of justice. Sure. Do you like courtroom thrillers? Yeah. Are you going to read this then? You're out of order. <laughs> uh, maybe. Okay. This is interesting. The Confessions of it Young... It better be. The Confessions of Young Nero. Okay. Who do you think this is about? Uh, Nero Wolf. Which one's Nero Wolf? He's a, a fictional character. No. Okay. This is about the Emperor of Rome. Oh. Uh, different. Li- listen how they describe it, though, because most people know that Nero was crazy and a mm-hmm. monster and burnt people. Yeah. Um, Helen, uh, the author of Helen of Troy and Elizabeth I now turns her gaze to the, on Emperor Nero, one of the most notorious and misunderstood figures in history. Yeah. Oh, sure. I he think we get people it. <laughs> I think, we, light up I his think we get it. With, with impeccable research and the captivating prose, The Confessions of a Young Nero is the story of a boy's ruthless ascension to the throne, detailing his journey from innocent youth to infamous ruler. It is an epic tale of length to which man will go in ultimate quest for power and survival. I might read it. Okay. So. Tell me if it's good. All right. And then uh, the last thing I have, it's a graphic novel. It's Walking Dead volume. What volume do you think we're at? Jeez. 35. 27. That was close. Boy. Your attitude today? Pretty close. Palpable and unwelcomed. Palpable? Yeah. Unwelcomed? Yeah. Sorry. So this will contain issues 157 to issues 162. So many. So, and I'm up to date. So this is the next volume for me. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's called, I'm sorry, The Walking Dead volume 27. The Whisperer War. Oh, so there's a group of people sh- in the comic now that okay. are wearing uh, zombie masks okay. mm-hmm. on their face. Like, mm-hmm. they've taken the faces off of zombies and put them on their cells okay. to blend in with zombies. That's weird. All right, why don't you entertain the podcast now, Nick? And I'll do what you do. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. Does that mean you're not going to interrupt me when I try to... I don't know. I can't make any promises. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so uh, these, these are coming down the pike in a couple of months. Uh-huh. Uh, late April, early May for right. a lot of these. Uh, this this first one is in large print. Now, this sure. came out a while back in standard print. Right. Uh, Anything is Possible by Elizabeth Strout. Absolutely. So Olive Kitteridge was her big hit. My Name is Lucy Barton. Also did pretty well. Don't. Burgess Boys, no one remembers. Remember. So whatever. Anything is Possible, coming out in May in large print. From number one New York Times bestselling author and Pulitzer Prize winner, Elizabeth Strout, comes a brilliant lattice work of fiction that recalls Olive Kittredge in its richness, structure, and complexity. So we've had that in standard print. Oh, my mouse died. Now we're coming to you in large print. 
Great. Uh, standard print now. Let's talk. Ooh, Robert B. Parker's Little White Lies. This is Spencer Book 45, now written by Ace Atkins, which I have not sampled yet, so I can't tell you how he compares to Robert B. Parker. So maybe he gets the style, whereas Robert Knott does not. Boston P.I. Spencer and right-hand hawk follow a con man's trail of smoke and mirrors in the latest entry of the iconic crime series. After conning everyone from the cable news shows to the local cops, it looks like the grifter's latest double cross may be his last. Dun-dun-dun! You haven't read Spencer, right? No. You've only read Jesse Stone? Right. I prefer Jesse Stone, but I still like Spencer. Here's an odd one. Uh, Heatstorm. Nikki Heat, number nine, by Richard mm, Castle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the last one, because Castle's over, and usually they write one per season, so I think this might right. be the last Uh-oh. of the uh, of the Nikki Heat books. And in this one, she teams up with Derek Storm, Richard <laughs> Castle's other fictional yeah. character. So yeah. if you follow these books, I think I've only read the first one, and it was yeah. pretty amateurish. I think I'm going to write a character called Eric thunder oh that's great and uh can i be nick lightning i was about to say nick Lightning. yes i love it thunder nick lightning that's great solving crimes in small town america that's right uh what if it was eric eric smoke and nick fire oh you can say you can say like when When there's there's smoke there's there's fire fire. yeah yeah Yeah. what if okay (laughs) i'm ready what i got nothing else to do like when you show up, because yeah. you're Nick Thunder. Sure, I no, am. You're Nick Knight Lightning. That so makes I'm, more sense. I'm Eric Thunder. Yeah. So uh, there's trouble yeah. ahead, yeah. and you know the storm's coming when you yeah. hear. Yeah. When you hear thunder. Thunder. Yeah. What comes first? I can never remember. Thunder? Lightning. I think it's the thunder. Lightning comes first. I don't then there's know. thunder. I don't know. We'll work it out. We'll work yeah, it out. smoke, there's fire. In the prologue. <laughs> Nikki Heat and Derek Storm, New York Times bestselling author Richard Castle's yeah. most endearing and beloved characters, yeah. team up for the first time to save Nikki's mother, Cynthia, yeah. who's been in hiding and presumed dead for 17 years. Standing in their way... That's as long a, as Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine. That's true. A nefarious <laughs> group. Maybe he had something to do with it. Yeah, maybe... A nefarious group to... <laughs> of Chinese businessmen known as the Shanghai Seven, who have the resources and ruthlessness to stop them. Maybe uh, she was dropped off at the movie theater. Her mom was like, have fun at the X-Men movie. Yeah. I hope you like it. She's like, I and then just I, disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see how Wolverine's represented yeah. in this film. So, uh, again, I'd just like to remind everyone, Richard Castle is a fictional character. But this, this book is attributed to him. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think, actually might be too precious. So I'm going to read it to you, but I think it's, I think it's too precious. Uh, so this is book 26 in the Mrs. Murphy series, written by Rita Mae Brown and her co-author, Sneaky Pie Brown, who is, in fact, her... Cat? Cat. Is that true? Correct. Sneaky Pie is her cat. Sneaky Pie Brown gets his own byline here wow. for having co-written a hiss before dying. It's uh, it's pronounced co-kitten. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Rita Mae Brown. I can't. I, I can't. All right, Come on. hold on. I got, no, all right. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch. If I can say co-kitten. Okay. Rita Mae. This is, I'm not making this up. Rita Mae Brown and her feline co-author, Sneaky Pie Brown, are back chasing mystery. with Back? Their, yeah. With their unique circle of southern sleuths. And through the changing colors <laughs> of fall are a beauty to behold. This year, the scattered leaves hide a grim surprise. So if you like mysteries and books written by cats, <laughs> check out... <laughs> the latest from Rita Mae Brown and that lovable feline sidekick. What if the doctor was the criminal? Ow, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Sneaky Pie Brown. So, give me a give me a book written by a dog. Yeah. Why sure. can't a dog write a book? Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Finally, <laughs> uh, this is a new graphic right, boy, novel. Right. It's a new graphic novel. This is coming out May 30th, 2017, uh, starring America's sweetheart, uh, Deadpool. Okay. The kids we normally love, don't bring up Deadpool during the, uh, the kids, advanced notices. The kids love Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, this is coming out May 30th, Nothing 12-year-olds love more than their R-rated comedy superhero. <laughs> I know. They love it. Deadpool, more popular than ever before in his first original graphic novel. Deadpool's been what? shooting, stabbing, and otherwise annoying people for a long time now. Mm-hmm. He's made a lot of enemies. One that he can't quite place is that brutal thumper who keeps showing up out of the blue to pound him into jelly. So why is this why is this different than another Deadpool comic? It's just a standalone graphic novel. It's not an ongoing series or anything. It's just I'm not buying it, Marvel. You're not gonna buy it? No, I'm not I'm not buying this whole like and this first ever standalone graphic novel. Sorry. Okay. The good people at Marvel had this to say, so <laughs> anyway, that's what we got. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. New York Times bestseller. Hey, thanks list. for not singing bad blood. When would I have brought that up? Because it's what it was called. That's what it's called? Yeah. Darn it! Yeah. Uh, him and Bullseye, the Marvel villain Bullseye, the Daredevil villain, they used to hang out and have scones and stuff. That's and then fun. they started fighting because I love he a tried good to scone. kill uh, Deadpool's missing wife. Oh. So. Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, bad news on the New York Times bestsellers list. Bad news bears? Nicholas Sparks is down to number 13. Oh, Nicky. He's out of the top 10. Oh, Nicky Nick. Two by two. See you later. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list. For hardcover fiction, we have The Girl Before by J.P. Delaney and his cat, J.P. Whiskers. A sadistic architect builds a modern house that controls its young female inhabitants in this psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I was just waiting. What? That's uh, the architect guy. Yeah. All right. What, what about it? I just usually you have Well, some... he's not like, it's not like he's a sadistic architect. Yeah, he's a sadistic architect. He no. builds modern houses. No. All right. I've come to trust my architects. Uh-huh. So if one was going to be sadistic, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know what to do. Number nine. I would not know what to do. The Underground Railroad mm-hmm. by Colson Whitehead and Whisker McWhitepaws. Re- he co-wrote with his cat, too? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All this right. is way more common than I thought. Number eight. Okay. Humans Bow Down by James Patterson okay. and Emily Raymond okay. with Jill... Uh, Dembowski. There's no okay. cat here, but now there's two co-authors okay. on this James Patterson book. His his ghostwriters have ghostwriters. Wait, what is this? This is Humans Bow Down. Oh, oh. This is that sci-fi book we just got. Oh. But it's it's James Patterson, Emily Raymond, and Jill Dembo, uh, Dembowski. I don't get this book at all, because to me this screams YA. So I was really surprised that they classified yeah. this as adult. Yeah. She talks right to, she's like, the thing you don't know about the apocalypse. Yeah. It's, uh, you gotta have a lot of canned I, food. I don't, uh, I mean, I don't read no. every James Patterson book that comes out anyway, but I'm not gonna read this book. Okay. Number seven, A Piece of the World by Christina Baker Klein. New? And Fudge. I think Fudge is her cat. She co-wrote with Fudge? Yeah, her cat. Wow, that's so cute. Uh, this is new. Okay. Imagining the life of the central figure of Andrew Wirth's iconic painting, Christina's World. Okay. Number six, uh, this is actually a young adult book, so I'm kind of surprised it's up here. A Conjuring of Light uh, by V.E. Schwab, the final book in the Shades of Magic fantasy series. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so by V.E. Schwab and Stinky Pants. Stinky her cat. Pants, her cat. Okay. Uh, number five, Heart, Heartbreak Hotel by Jonathan Kellerman and Little Bear. And Elvis Presley? <laughs> no. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, number four, Echoes and Death. 
J.D. Robb. By J.D. Robb and uh, Ferguson. Ferguson. Ferguson, her cat. Oh, boy. His cat. He's no, her cat. Because She's it's, a lady. Uh, She's a lady. No. No. Number three, new this week, Aftermath, Empire's End by Chuck Windig and Widget. Oh, 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 yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. All right, good for you, Chuck. Nobody likes these books, but yeah. people keep buying them. That's true. Uh, number At this point, people are just completists. They're like, I, I'm into this yeah. book series, two books. I well, gotta see it through. Apparently, there's a conclusion of uh, Jar Jar Binks' story in this one. Oh, my. So we get to find out what happened to wow. him post the wars. Wow. Number two, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman and his cat, which is just a symbol. Really? It's a star and a question mark together. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, and number one, Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders. Yep. I want to read it. And Mittens. And Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, when that joke didn't work the first two times, I did not think you were going to continue for the next eight titles. Yeah. So I guess I got to give it up. Yeah, a lot of cat co-authors here. Yeah, there were. There really so. were. Well, exciting stuff. Cat co. Oh, besides Lincoln and the Bardo, I don't think there's much on that list that interests me. Well, I want to read uh, Norse Mythology. What do you th- yeah, You're probably going to have to read The Girl Before, your page turner's book club eventually. You think? Yeah. If it stays on this list long enough. Yeah, maybe. I don't have to. I do whatever I want. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> uh, who knows when you're going to have to read uh, The Whistler? I don't know. But I've already read it. And well, I'll never I mean, go back. For your, okay. Just as Jack Reacher taught us, we never go back. Yeah. But you okay. also go back to night school. No, you never go back. Well, I guess you just go to night school once. Oh, you just... Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. As long as you don't go back. Yeah. So that's fine. Okay. All right. You know what I think we need? I think we need a little music. Coca-Cola? Lonely. Been Sorry. a long time yeah. since we heard that. That was great. It's good times. Yeah, good, good Thanks, times. Man. Yeah, thank you. Get out of here. Uh, where are the rest of our themes? Because we we got <laughs> a little, we got a little sample call of, out shout of a out new scene, but yeah, you know, yeah. maybe he'll send them our way. Well, that's right, folks. Uh, that beautiful music means it's time for Lonely Hearts Book Club with yeah. your pals Nick and Eric. So what we do is we run a list of of books that we have in our system that have either never ever circulated or haven't circulated uh, in so long. That it predates the computers. use of computers. Yeah. So uh, the one I've chosen today is the latter because I see some stamps in the back that show that at one time it was a much loved book. Yeah. That it has since fallen out of fashion, and Eric and I are here to judge whether or not that was the right decision. Yeah. Or if the people of Wellsville yeah. are missing out on a real is it a treasure. Super racist book. A real treasure. Those fall out of fashion pretty quick. No, no, nothing like that. I guess they're coming back. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, so the back cover, as you can see, is just. Pure orange. I was about to say orange, but it's like burnt orange. Burnt, burnt sienna. Yes, there you so go. So nothing, nothing yeah. about very seventies. Nothing. Yeah. Gosh, you want to go back to the seventies? Maybe. Where that color, you could wear that on your you shirt. Do it every and people day. would be like, yeah. "Look at that a fine nice fellow." Paisley print with this yeah. as the top. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think you're gonna like the cover of this book. I, don't I know. do. Is it also orange? It's called "The Programmed Man" by Gene and Jeff Sutton. The Programmed Man. Baboom. What? I know, what does right? that have to do with a man being programmed? Doesn't it look exciting. Okay, so what we have is some sort of, uh, I would say, like a rocky, uh, vaguely Martian terrain. Oh, you're we, thinking Martian? I, I think almost so. thought prehistoric. Oh, I guess it could be. We've got what looks to be a crashed ship in the background. Uh, maybe these are flames coming out of it. Oh, I thought that was a volcano. I want to say flames. Coming is this out of interpretive a ship. art? <laughs> I guess so. And then you have a guy here who Where's looks like he's in some kind of spacesuit. 
I want to say he's in a spacesuit. Oh, I guess those uh, the are font flames. is just a simple uh, white black outline. The programmed man. I see. Yeah, with my glasses. Yes, and I, that's it does look like it's a space story. Now. Okay, so you see space. So when's the last time this checked out? Uh, well, well, according to the uh, stamp. Yeah, I'm looking at the stamp in the back, and it looks like this book came out in 1968. All right, book came out in 1968. Do we have a cover price? No, we don't. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's usually on the inside. Hey, I'm sorry. Okay. It's not in there. All right. All right. The first stamp, the very first stamp, July 7th, 1969, uh, and continued pretty heavily through the 70s. Okay. Uh, We had two checkouts uh, in 1981, and then it pretty much sat there until it got one more, maybe a pity checkout, Mm -hmm. February 12th, 1998. Oh, that's not so bad. No, it's not so bad. predate computers. Wait, does that predate computers in this library? It does. Yeah, oh this library gosh. automated, I think, right in the year 2000. I'm going to throw so, up. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of listeners just, like, yeah. drove into a wall. <laughs> I know. I know. So, this so is... we got computers post-Y2K. We, we were like, let's see how it yeah, pans out. It <laughs> let's see how this whole bug so, thing again, goes. this came out in 1968. Who was president in 1968, Nick? 1968. I, I think that so would have been um, Johnson. Okay. Or it might have been out by then. I think it's right. Johnson. Uh, anyway... So let me tell you. It How is, old were you in 1968? It is for... I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it is for Chris and Gail. So Chris, Gail, I hope you enjoyed this. Let me give you a little bit oh, from the inside cover here. The Program Demand by Gene and Jeff Sutton. Sutton, probably. Centuries from now, when most of the universe is united in a federation of many solar systems, a game of high intrigue and devastating ends is played out along the highway of outer space. For years, a deadly bomb aboard a destroyer spaceship has been a check on the member civilizations and the alien worlds of Alpha and Zuma. When the ship is hijacked, Empire Intelligence Agents Daniel York races time and the fiendish henchmen of Elfin Prince Lee Hu to recover the craft and keep its closely guarded secret. Elfin Prince. No, Alfin. Like, like that must, no, like from Alpha. Oh, so not someone who might be an He's elf. not Elfin, no. Okay. Uh, complications <laughs> abound when Myron Turl, an enemy Zuman, teleport begins some mysterious but related travels of his own. Just who the, quote, programmed man is emerges in a double surprise ending. Come on! Double surprise. Don't you say that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. I should have pre-screened that and not told you that. Maybe we should just read the surprise ending. I guess so. Just who the programmed man is emerges in a double surprise ending that suggests the possible fate of our earthling descendants. Once again, Gene and Jeff Sutton vividly describe a future age that has lessons for today. Jacket designed by Dennis McMaines. Huh. Well, good work, Dennis, because yeah. I think it's timely. <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see. Do we have any kind of... Uh... All right. About the authors. Okay. Gene and Jeff Sutton are a man and wife writing team who make their home in San Diego, California. This is their second novel for Putman's, the first being The Beyond. Jeff the Sutton Beyond. is also the author of Apollo at Go and Beyond Apollo, both science fiction. An ex-newspaper man and the author of many novels, Mr. Sutton is an editorial consultant in the aerospace field. Mrs. Sutton teaches high school social studies in San Diego, California. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Like, that's, a, that's a two-income family right yeah, there sure. in 1968. Well, they're still living off royalties Sutton's off that book. very progressive here. All they right. keep getting their checks. All right. So, let me... T- what? How do you feel? How Yo, do you feel based on bad. that? Uh, really? That summary, yeah. You didn't like it? Bad. Well, the summary is not necessarily how the book is written. Okay. I think I'm intrigued by it. All right. I wish I didn't read that last paragraph, because then that made it sound corny. Uh-huh. But I think until then... A double I surprise was like, ending. Okay. Yeah. 
a double. See, because then they could have just said a surprise ending. You would have been like, well, there's a surprise, and then the double surprise comes, and you're like, what? Yeah. And now you're going to be like, surprise yeah. number one. Yeah. And surprise number two. Yeah. It's like he can so. see dead people, but he's also a liar, and he yeah. can't see any dead people. Yeah. That's the double yeah. surprise. He is the young Bruce Willis. That's the there surprise. There we go. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm going to read I'm going to read to you from from book. Chapter one. Chapter, Chapter one. Chapter one. Chapter one. Book one. Yes. His eyes held the slant of Archinar. The whites were not white, but were a muddy blue shade peculiar to the descendants of the Terrans, who over a hundred generations before had colonized the three worlds of that bluish sun which lay deep in the heart of the constellation Eridani. In all else, Corden Hull, captain of the Empire destroyer Draco, seemed an ordinary earthling, stocky, grizzled, crowding 50. Uh-huh. He had the leathery skin of a man who'd experienced the radiations of a thousand suns. So we're still writing about heroes that are basically John Wayne in space. Pretty much. John in, the, Wayne in, in 1968. Yeah. I looked up this thing they mentioned, Archinar. You know what that is? No. Archinar is the name of the brightest component of the binary system designated Alpha Eridani which is the brightest star or point of light in and lying at the southern tip of the constellation Iridanus. Huh. So there you go. Iridanus. Using some real world, real world stuff, real world yeah. stuff here. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, for one paragraph in, Eric, how are you feeling? Not good. You don't like it? No. He's got leathery skin. Yeah, he sure does. The whites of his eyes are blue. Yeah, he's grizzled. He's got leathery skin. <laughs> he's always got his gun holstered at yeah. his thing. He's got, okay. Women are for kissing or for cooking. That's right. <laughs> Not you don't cook a woman. No, you, you, you don't. That. You don't. Right. Uh, that was how he struck Daniel York at first glance, on the reasonable assumption that an outworlder would not command a destroyer of the line without unusual qualities. York looked closer and saw what he should have noticed earlier. Were it not for the odd bluish light to which his own eyes had not yet become accustomed, if the rest of the ship, or as much of it as he had seen, were lighted normally, not so Hull's cabin. Mm-hmm. It was as if in his own retreat he maintained the glow of the sun under which he'd been born. Yeah. If Hull's eyes were muddy blue, they also were the most penetrating eyes York had ever seen. Wow. He was a quiet but tough man, full of emotion that he held back. York is... is really infatuated yeah. with this guy's eyes sure he, really, yeah. he likes them yeah uh sharp hard analytical they gave no clue to the thoughts behind them neither did the square set jaw yeah sure he it's gotta be a square set jaw <laughs> has to be he noticed also hull's speech algal <laughs> denobula that's from star trek enterprise great Murich, the dialects of scores of sun planets tinged his words almost lost in the broader mm. slur of kassaram the archiner world from whence long ago he had come yeah. Hall was saying, I'm sorry, Mr. York, but Navy regulations prohibit the transport of civilians except under conditions of extreme emergency. Yeah. I know you must appreciate that. Yeah. I have a feeling... York, York spoke like like the mountain. Yeah. Yep. So do we have his name yet? Stood we like a Corden strong Hall. oak. Corden Hall is the strong one. Yeah. This is Daniel York who's, who's watching him. He's spoken few words, yeah. but every word yeah. chosen wisely. Okay. Never expending any more energy than needed. <laughs> York measured him in the deep bluish light, wondering how hard he would be to convince. Bluntly, he said, that's why I'm here. It's an emergency. Did you just read that as John Wayne? Yeah, I did. Very good. Thank you. His ears <laughs> caught the sounds of banging hatches and creaking winches as the Draco prepared to lift from Oopie. The sole planet of the mid-sun blacket on which this Midge. far-flung military outpost stood, a sentinel yeah. on the galactic rim. Yeah. yeah. Anything? His hands were coarse with the <laughs> callus of a working man. <laughs> York spoke to him, and when Hull responded, York was too transfixed with those milky blue eyes. 
He looked like he should be atop a horse with a Marlboro cigarette yep. hanging from his lip. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go in a little deeper here. Uh, this <laughs> he is... only smoked when he was thinking or loving. <laughs> That's right. Never at the same time. <laughs> Chapter three. So we're jumping ahead, folks. The programmed man. The programmed man. Where oh, my was, God. <laughs> where was the programmed man? He was moving through the <laughs> galaxy now. Everything depended on him. Everything. Everything. Oh everything. God. The programmed man. His arch enemy. A scream strangled his throat. Daniel York awoke. Having some nightmares, I guess. Uh, he, darn? What, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, he lay on the narrow cabin bunk, catching his breath, feeling the perspiration run and his heart thump yeah. as he fought to collect his thoughts. His uh, thick, hard chest <laughs> beating. Oh, my, the programmed man. Then he heard it. A low, whispering rumble that came through the bulkheads. A vibration that was not quite a vibration. The Draco. He was on the Draco, speeding towards Ophesus. He remembered then. Is that... Was my reading? Did yeah, that, your, your reading was pretty good. That pulled you in? All right, so I guess we need a little bit of dialogue here. And sure, then, And yeah. then we'll make our... <laughs> All right, so here's a, here's Captain Hull. I don't know nothing about intergalactic laws. <laughs> I just know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so I'm here brave. to defend the right. All right, here's some dialogue. Standing with his back to the helm console, Captain Hull was gazing at the universe through the star window when Dr. Bendow led York to the bridge. Osborne followed doggedly in the rear, looking at the captain's stocky figure. Man, yeah. they are just all about yep. describing this guy. York realized he was shorter than he had supposed <laughs> and broader of shoulder. Sure, yeah. This guy write romance novels? Is <laughs> yeah. that like his backup? He felt like he could just climb until he reached the top, and his, it still wouldn't be enough. His hair, more white than gray, was cropped short, giving his head a bullet shape. Yeah. Looking looking to be tussled. Hull turned. Good morning, he greeted cordially. <laughs> Sleep well? Fine and breakfasted even better, thanks to the good doctor, York replied. Hull gestured towards the star window. You've arrived just in time to see the last view of this sector of the universe. Yeah. I take it that we're near hypertime. Within minutes. Hull <laughs> nodded. Always a disconcerting experience, the doctor counseled. Personally, I find it a bit perturbing to see the universe suddenly blotted out before your eyes. Yeah. No different from turning out the lights, Hull yeah. answered. Hull's a simple man, yeah. I think. York noticed that his lips were <laughs> yeah. always in a frown, but puffy, as in yeah. awaiting a kiss yeah. that would never come. His raging pectoral <laughs> muscles. <laughs> uh, symbolically, it is. Ah, symbols. Hull drew out the words. It's all right, as long as you know the lights are coming back on, said York. Is York in love with Hull? Is that what this book is about? Maybe it is. Because, yeah. because that's all I'm getting, and I've jumped yeah. multiple sections now. If it doesn't end up with him telling him how he feels, I, I, I feel like yeah. York has done a disservice to himself. I think so, yeah. yeah. So. All right, well, do you need any more? You think you got it? But this was also back in the day when like men wanted to be Hull. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, they did. So. They did. Maybe I he's think, not. Maybe it's not a loving story. He's like, darn it! I wish I yeah, was that broad. I think, that, I think you're right. I I, I think that York is kind of like mousy and like, yeah. oh, maybe so. I feel like probably what's going to happen. Something's going to happen to Hall. York's going to have to step up. You yeah. know, WWHD. Or maybe you know? uh, York will have to be carried out of a dangerous situation by Hall. Yeah. And Hall will realize that he also has always felt the same way about maybe. York. I yep. can't tell you what this book's about, and I can also tell you I don't want to read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how do you feel? Huh. Are you in it? Are you in it more now that you've cast John Wayne as the lead? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. All right. I'm just looking a little bit here at uh, Gene Sutton, our, our, our lead author here. Right. Uh, born in 1917. 
uh, married to Howard Sutton. She long outlived Howard Sutton, by the way. Good. Um, well, I guess I should. I'm sorry about that. Not good. Yeah, pretty rude. I'm glad pretty she rude, lives. actually. Pretty rude. So she's got several. Uh, let's see what this says about one of her teenage-oriented juvenile science fiction novels, *The Programmed Man*, a three-way spy novel with empire, telepaths, and breakaway star group. Hmm. I don't know. Sixties were a different time, man. Yeah. Sixty-eight. Yeah. This was, I guess they didn't write too much past this. After this, we had Lord of the Stars, uh-huh. Alien from the Stars, right. and The Boy Who Had the Power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was kind of in it. It looked fun and retro from the outside, but the writing didn't really do much for me. Yeah. A lot of made-up words, which yeah. I'm not a fan of. A lot of just description of Hull. Yeah. It also does not read like a young adult novel to no. me either. Like, well, I don't know why. Well, yeah, sure, but still, I don't know. That was when... What, I mean, I they're know. all like adult characters. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like maybe maybe it should have stayed in uh, the 70s. Yeah. With a little reprieve in 98, and then they were like, no, this should go back. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that it doesn't come with a poster of Hall, though. After all yeah, that tantalizing descriptions, yeah. I should be able to I know. hang a poster of him on my wall right now. Google Marlboro Man. You'll find it. Okay. That'll be him. <laughs> all right. So, uh, with respect to Gene and Jeff Sutton... We're going to pass yeah, on this yeah, one. Yeah, we are. So, no uh, Wolfen. No. No, no Wolfen at all. So we're, no, we're uh, pronouncing this one. Uh, what was the other one? Pigman? Was that our last Pig one? Pigman, yeah. Yep. Okay. So what do we got? The Programmed Man. Yeah, the Programmed Man. Yeah. Well, Rough. we tried. Yeah. We tried to give it a new yeah. life. Uh, there's there's no shame in Can failure, I suggest I The Terminal Man by Michael, Michael Crichton? Michael Crichton, sure. That's really about a man being programmed and going really? nuts. Okay. So. Now, is, are any of them like a like a tough broad-shouldered, steely Yeah, a lot of them are scientists. Yeah, okay. But I'm pretty sure the main character... York would not be... The main lead in that is a woman. Okay. As well. All right. So... All right. Michael Crichton might have got in trouble if he had described her as much as he... Yeah. (laughs) That guy just described Probably. Hull. Well... He was built like a hull. That's where he got his name. Hey, that's true. Library news? What do you got coming up? Oh, boy. We had a great time with uh, Nate and Kate over this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out to Juggled. our reception to meet our new children's librarian, Miss yeah. Kate. Yeah. Well attended. A lot of fun. Cake and punch. Glad to see you there. Delicious. Uh, we've got some movies coming up. We're showing the Academy Award winning animated film Zootopia at 3.30 on 13th. March 13th, Monday, coming right up. Uh, and then we have uh, a favorite of the Wellsville crowd, uh, Emerald Isle Irish Band, coming oh, yeah. March yeah. 16th at 7 o'clock. So hope you'll join us for that. It's yeah. always a good time. Okay. What about you? Uh, we've got Teen Anime Club. Yeah, I five thirty. Yeah. Um, I don't. We don't have a. I mean, we're getting ready for our teen photo show. Yeah. Uh, we'll start collecting photos at the end of April. Yeah, it is like exciting. That. It was always a lot of fun. This is our seventh. Yeah. Annual. Yeah. So we've been doing that for about uh, seven of the seventeen years. Hugh Jackman has been playing Wolverine. <laughs> That's right. The the back seven, the later seven. Um. And there's something else. Oh, we're showing Sing, but that's in April. Mm-hmm. April 7th? Yes. So. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep, yep, yep. So there you go. And then we are showing Monsters University on the 18th. Great. Well, we can talk about that next week. I mean, week. not really. All I don't right, like so next week, we're going to do Lemony Snicket? Yeah. All right. We got a special guest. Yeah, yeah, we do. Steve? No, I said special guests. Oh, oh guests. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. see. We'll see. It'll be a surprise. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, we we're talking Lemony Snicket. Yeah. Mainly, uh, I mean, I think we, we'll get into a little bit of his other stuff. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be a lot of um, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Especially, so if you haven't finished watching the Netflix series yeah. or reading one of the books, 
We'll you, be talking you got about a week. It. You got yeah. a week. You got one week. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. So yeah. we'll see you then. Woo.